Welcome to the Broadway Brains by Lucy podcast hosted by me, Lucy Domingo. I come every week and talk with your favorite theater stars about your favorite theater topics. Thanks for coming along. Where do the realms of theater and film intersect? And where are they different? To find some answers to these questions, I talked with expert Angela DiMarco. I am Angela DeMarco. I've uh, been in the industry, meaning theater and film, for over 35 years. And for everyone listening, I am not ashamed of my age. I'm 44 years old. Uh, I was born and raised in Seattle, Washington. I've been a working, performing, and teaching artist my entire life. So even in small markets, that's possible. I met my partner uh, in love and life and all things creative, David S. Hogan, about 20 years ago. And we're both actors. With her partner, she actually runs a production and teaching company called Mighty Tripod. The goal of said company is to bring more learning opportunities for acting for the camera. For Angela found there was a lack of this in the Seattle area. She also started producing her own films through Mighty Tripod. I was uh, wanting to make sure to give a spotlight for women in film because this could be a very male-oriented business and I want us to kind of take over the world. Mighty Tripod didn't spring up from nowhere. This origin story starts in 2010. My husband and I, after living in LA for a while, then we came back to Seattle. We were doing theater professionally. And again, we felt, like I said, there was this lack of education for acting for the camera. And when it came to film, I wanted more opportunities. Angela wondered why she got so many theater opportunities, but there was a lack of ones in film. At this point, it's important to acknowledge that Angela has grown up in this business. Even as a child, she was booking big gigs and theater and film all over. So we decided we wanted to produce our own work. So in 2010, we produced our first short film. And Lucy, what did it look like, you ask? It looked like a hot mess. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. We had great friends around us who are the ones who actually brought us on. Uh, ben Andrews, shout out to him. He's a dear friend of ours still to this day. He said, you guys seem like you have your stuff together. Why don't you come on and co-produce? Oh, hot mess for us. But I learned a ton. Even though this short film didn't turn out quite what they expected, Angela noticed that she had a knack for producing and had the detail-oriented mind that you need to. So, as everyone says, she just tried again until she got it. So we did another short, and then another, and another, and another, to the point where we started winning tons of awards, doing festival circuits, and then we just felt like we're in the groove. And it got to a point that we had produced about a dozen or maybe not a dozen yet, let's say maybe six or seven, and we knew we needed a company. They decided they needed a company name. Why we named our company what we did when we officially then got the LLC and decided on Mighty Tripod, what that looked like then was the first dog that David and I ever had. Her name was Vita. She was a boxer pit bull mix. We rescued her from L.A., Really sad story. We definitely think she'd probably been fought. She had a lot of dog aggression. 
David trained her to the point where she was the most loving dog. She got cancer. We had to remove one of her legs and she beat cancer's butt and became a mighty tripod. So we named the company actually after our dog Vita, but it's a cool play on words because mighty tripod, the camera tripod. And now we fast forward to around 2021, the time we're in right now. We have done over two dozen short films. We are navigating our third feature film. So we have produced feature films at this point. Uh, the feature film we did all on our own, The Parish, is out and available. You can stream it now. You can buy it in stores. Check it out. Really beautiful, um, supernatural film about loss and family. And our acting studio has been rocking. So ever since 2012, we just continue to sell out classes. Even in the pandemic, we shifted to this world that Lucy and I are now looking at each other, Zoom, who knew? And we were able to reach students even outside of Seattle. Speaking of feature films, Angela shared her vetting process for these types of films. Vetting is so important. Anyone listening, if you wanna get into the industry, or even theater, no matter, creative in general. If you're a musician, if you're a dancer, art, I believe, needs to be a collaborative, but also no drama. Save the drama for the acting, save the drama for the story. So the cool thing, at least when talking about film, you can always do a short film first. And what a lot of crew and actors don't know, Lucy, is that when I invite them to be in a short film with me, I'm kind of vetting, not kind of, I am. I know I'm only gonna have a weekend shoot with them. So it might be only three days, maybe five days, depending on the length of the short. And if that process is wonky, you're not gonna work on a feature with me because we can't work 20, 28 days together if four days we were at each other's throats or you were being a diva or a divo or uh, you didn't do your job or I had to handhold, or just drama. I, I really like to, I don't want any drama on my sets. I treat all my sets like family. I have the nickname Mama DeMarco in both the theater community and the film community for a reason. So short films are a great way to vet. There's also a great festival, shout out to my friend Kirk, who is a producer for the Seattle 48 Hour Film Project. Now this is a worldwide 48 hour film challenge festival happens all over the world, tons of different cities, states, countries. That's a really great way to vet people. If they can work under pressure, making a film in 48 hours. And we did a lot of 48s up until uh, we won best of the fest one year. And after that, we thought, you know what, now that we've won, we want to step back and let all the up and coming filmmakers, you know, fill those spots. And I, to this day, still work with some of those same crew and actors in all of our films. So I would say try to work on a small scale project and also watch other people's films. So watching short films in film festivals or feature films, local indie feature films. And if I would, oh, Lucy wrote this one. She is amazing. I'm going to reach out to her. Hey, Lucy, would you like to collaborate? I saw your film XYZ. I was blown away by it. Same with a cinematographer, same with good audio, good composers. Uh, my composer, uh, Catherine Joy, 
uh, is the only composer I, I work with. We have such an amazing relationship. I'm humbled she'll still work with me because she is now award-winning and huge films she's been connected to that are Oscar nominated and and it's humbling all these years. She still is excited when I reach out to her to score our film. Of course, life in the arts isn't always a smooth ride. There are always some bumps, especially in being a producer. You uh, sometimes can feel like a therapist. Now, I could be speaking just for myself, Lucy, because I told you I'm Mama DeMarco. I feel, and I could be speaking out of turn for anyone who's worked with me, but I don't think so based on feedback I've gotten. I go above and beyond. I just came off a film set uh, this past week and I was an actor in it and a producer in it. And I found myself wearing probably three more hats for lack of a better. Uh, I was trying to make sure stuff was running smoothly. I was talking through people who were having maybe a difficult time on set. So it feels a little like therapist and, or it can also be the person, the, uh, the, the fire person. You know, I'm the firewoman, for lack of a better. You're the one putting out the fires, which you really wish somebody else would handle it. But sometimes that can fall on a producer in the indie world. Uh, let's say a location all of a sudden wants to change their rate on you, and that might kill your budget. You may be hearing the term indie film a lot, which just means under $2 million as their budget. $2 million, and we go, that's a lot, but it really isn't in the film industry. But some indie films are made for like $20,000, right? And that's that's nothing for a feature. I mean, that is very little, but I've been on sets that did it and the film was great. Uh, maybe not as high a quality of something that had 150,000 or 200,000, but we're always looking at the budget. After coming out of a global pandemic, you obviously can infer that there are some changes going on. As of a month ago, I was cast between then and September. I am in 12 films. That's a lot. And I've been working for, like I said, over 35 years. I have never been in 12 films in one year. Angela took this as a wake up call to let her know that the industry is back. But it also worries me that some of us might be rushing into it. Angela also noticed a trend in these films. Of these 12 films, I have a couple fun thriller horrors that I'm like, ooh, that's gonna be fun. A real fun, dark comedy horror, kind of a Shaun of the Dead, kind of a spoof zombie uh, film, which will be a lot of fun to dive into. Uh, but a lot of the other shorts or features that I'm in are dramas. I'd say half of them are about grief, which makes sense. A lot of them are about losing a loved one, which makes sense. And a lot of them are about internal struggle and depression, which makes sense. That's what the writers and filmmakers went through. Angela also noticed something positive. When I got on my first set and I was blessed to work with Yolanda Ross and S. Epitha Merkinson, if you don't know who they are, look them up. You should know, they're phenomenal women. S. Epitha I've been following ever since I was a kid, all the way from when she was on Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. You weren't even born yet. But either way, I got to work opposite these amazing, powerful, inspiring black women who are just incredible actors, incredible humans. Such a powerful story. I don't wanna uh, give any spoilers, but to be on that set 
the first set really of this this year for me where all of us were able to hug each other create together be in the same room together making a movie with such a poignant story to tell it made me really emotional now let's talk about how theater and film work hand in hand and how they can help your develop your skills in them as i said my husband and i are uh we have our mighty tripod acting studio and it's all about acting for the camera because like i said at least in our town tons of theater education but my husband and i are both professional theater actors we are theatrically trained that's what I studied, my BFA at college. I've done theater my whole career. I've been in over 100 productions. And I got some of the biggest film roles early on in my career because a director saw me in a play. So I was in LA. I was doing a play called Closer. They made a movie of it first, and then they made a play, Patrick Marber. And this director saw me and was blown away and wanted to audition me for the lead in his feature film. And this would have been my first leading role in a feature film. I had done feature films as a kid um, when I was your age or younger, but this was like, oh, I'm now like 20, early 20s. And, and that to me was awesome to have a film director see me on stage and know she's got the chops. I think a lot of actors tend to think, I just only wanna act for film, I don't wanna do theater. But I know directors appreciate actors who have theatrical backgrounds because... Angela also noted that prominent cinema actors have also had backgrounds in theater. Theater for an actor, it's gonna give you the core that you need to be able to be a successful film actor. Because with theater, we get rehearsals. You don't usually get rehearsals for film. You get to meet your cast ahead of time and work with them for three weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe only two if it's equity. You get to meet your director. You don't get to do that usually for film. You meet them on the first day, maybe at the callback and then the first day of filming. You get to tell the story from beginning, middle to end when you do a play. Film, you're filming the last scene first, you're filming the, you know, cry scene the next day that you're jumping around. You got to keep the story straight in your head. You're doing it take after take after take. Theater, you got one shot. You mess up, you better know how to improvise. There's just something about theater that I think prepares actors for all the things that will happen on set. Because acting for the camera, you're, we teach this at our studio. It's really a solo mission. It is you on your own preparing. It is you on your own doing that audition. It is you on your own doing that callback. It is you on your own doing the rehearsals. And then you're thrown in with the ensemble and you have to immediately have connection. Let's say you and I are in a film and you're gonna play my daughter. We've never met. I meet you for the first time on set. Oh, hi Lucy. And we run our lines together. And now we have to act like we're family of however many years. It's crazy. So I think theater training, we always tell our students, please go do at least one play. Do it. Please take a theater class, a beginning, you know, th acting for theater class. Also theater focuses a lot on the breath and protecting the voice and the body because you're projecting to a balcony. That also is really good skill set for acting for the camera. If you're doing a horror film and you got to scream in a scene all day, and you're not trained, you will lose your voice on take three. 
At the end of the day, there are some differences, but Angela really believes they go hand in hand. And vice versa. If you can do film, you've got that, that, that continuity, you've got that drive, you've got that organization, you've got that character, quick character building. You're going to be able to really sit back and enjoy theater. Wow, this is going to feel like a vacation. Three weeks? Cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I love both. I really love both. But I do think they help artists to do both. The film and theater industry don't only differ in the final product, but also in the workplace environment. Well, everybody's, everybody's different. Everybody's um, community is different. So I can't speak to anywhere else but Seattle. And I don't want anyone in Seattle to get mad at me. So I will speak for myself. There was a time, a good decade, I would say, when my husband and I first met. So my late, this would have been uh, 90s into the 2000s, that I was just only working theater constantly, and it felt like family. It was just a very small community. Everybody knew everyone, whether you were fringe or mid-grade theater or the big equity houses, you know, Village and The Fifth and uh, The Rep. But everybody knew everyone, and it just felt like family. It felt really amazing. When I started doing film, I'll be honest, a lot of the family I had in the theater world started pushing me out a bit. Like, oh, she wants to be a film actor. And what at first I didn't realize it was happening and I look back now and I'm like, oh no, that definitely happened. And what's sad in smaller markets is that I think we tend to divide the communities. Versus when I go to New York, my friends who live there, everybody loves everybody. They're all doing TV, film, Broadway. They do it all. We're actors. We're not film actors or stage actors. You're, you're an actor. So that, that broke my heart, I'll be honest. But then we found this whole new community, this film community, that welcomed both me and my husband with open arms. We opened a company, a studio, and they really have become our closer family. So I won't lie, I miss a lot of that family I had in the theater world. And I still do theater, and I still have some close friends, really close friends who still call me in and hire me. But where they feel different, I would say is more that. I wish that they weren't as divided because really both can feel like a small little town that you all live in. So where I have noticed the difference. As we close up, Angela tells us what her number one advice is for developing artists. 